for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Uh, the Lord's been speaking to me about a few things now for the past couple months, so I just want to relay them to you. Things that I say are not totally the expressed uh, opinion of TCVC. Some of it may be my own expressed opinion, which I believe is right. So I'm going to show you some things this morning that the Lord's been showing me that I want to put into the family this morning, the body here, and uh, praise God. If uh, One guy told me a long time ago, Elias, remember Elias? Yes. When I first started preaching, I told Elias that I was teaching, you know, just like the Word says, that God has healed you, He has delivered you, and He set you free, and people who were not healed and delivered basically were getting mad at me at the time, you know, because I'm not healed. I said, well, God's healed you. Well, if he healed me, I mean, you know, you go through all that mess simply because they don't understand, you know, that much about the Bible. They're newer than that. And he told me one time, he said, I'll tell you what, if you offend somebody speaking the truth, they needed to be offended. He said, so if they get offended for the truth, you're actually doing them a favor because maybe it'll make them think and maybe change the way they think about certain things in their lives. So, Praise God. I don't know why I said that, but that's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right, go to Matthew chapter 6 this morning. I'd like to talk a little bit this morning about the church, about the body of Christ, and about the kingdom church. Say the kingdom church. I believe the Lord is doing something right now as far as taking a church which has been, and I'm talking about the church as a whole, basically has been having trouble, being stagnant lately, settling in, being satisfied, and I believe the Lord is bringing people out of that kind of atmosphere and translating them into a new atmosphere, and he's doing it for those people who are really truly hungry for the things of God. Those that aren't hungry for the things of God are going to continue to basically, you know, stay where they're at. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're still born again. You go to heaven. Praise God. All that's wonderful. But there's much more if you want more. And the question is, do you want more or don't you want more? And that's what I'm looking at here this morning. So Matthew chapter 6. I just want to look at verse 10 for now. In red, Jesus is saying, he says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, we know if Jesus prayed this prayer, told us to pray this prayer, basically this is God's will. God's will that it would be done in this earth just like it is in heaven. In order for that to take place, we have to come to an understanding that if it's going to happen, then the church is the one who is going to bring his kingdom back into this earth. God is not responsible for that. The church of our Lord Jesus Christ is responsible for that. The church continually waits, continually waits on another revival, continually prays to have another revival, send your spirit down, do all this stuff. But let me tell you what, this revival is not going to come from above in a direction that God is doing it. It's going to come from above through us. Where is the kingdom of God this morning? So on the inside of you. So it's going to come out of the inside of born-again believers. This is where it's going to go. Stop looking every place else but what's already on the inside of you if you want revival in your life. People are going to get a revelation of who they have on the inside, what they have on the inside. Instead of us waiting on God, God has been waiting on us. 
You have everything you need on the inside of you. In here this morning, you have power on the inside of you. The Spirit of God is on the inside of you. You've been given authority. You've been given peace. You've been given joy. You've been given wisdom. You've been getting power. You've, you've got everything that you need. Now, the church has been duped over the last 70, 80, 90, 100 years to not understand that they have these things. So the whole focus has been to a, a body of believers who love each other and hold hands and sing kumbaya, and they're real nice people and all that, but they're waiting for God to do something because God's got all the power, and God's going to have to do anything and God is almighty and we're not and this and that. Well, by doing that, we've separated ourselves from the call that's on our life as a church to bring heaven into the earth realm and the power of heaven into the earth realm. So God is working on the way that we think. Say the way that we think. This morning, you have potential in you for 100% victory 100% of the time. You're not waiting for 10 years down the road or next week or next year or another yabba-dabba-doo placed on you or whatever you want, praise God. Already on the inside of you, you have a 100% chance to live in victory every single day of your life. But you have to make that choice. What do you want? Do you want 30-fold victory? you want 40? you want 20? You don't want any? You want God to do something else when he's already given you all things that pertain unto life and godliness on the inside of you? You have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're more than a conqueror in the things of Christ Jesus. And what God is doing, he's bringing up a people out of the ordinary church into a revelation of these things so they understand who they are in Christ and the ability and the power of God that's on the inside of them. And when they do that, things are going to take a major shift in this country and in this nation at that time, there's going to be a new move of the Spirit of God out of the inside of people, and it's not going to look like the designer revivals we had. It's not going to look like the pattern revivals that we had. And there's nothing wrong with those. You know, we moved in the Spirit. People got touched. Hallelujah, joy, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Went away with goosebumps and didn't know what to do with their bumps anyway. So they went home and basically did nothing because they thought that's all there was to it. Anytime God charges you, it's to charge you to move forward. He's not the one pulling you back. He's not the one holding you back. God's the one to make you go forward, to push you where you need to go and things that you need to do. So you have all authority in heaven and earth this morning, according to the Bible. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven. The Bible says, if you speak to the mountain, what will happen to it? You have power to tread on serpents and scorpions. All these are not fake things. They're not just things God put in there to make you feel good every now and then. These are truths that God's trying to get into his body of people so that they understand these things. So they quit allowing the devil. Let me say that again. They quit allowing the devil to do things in their life and to get into their life. Whatever issues you're having in your life, you have allowed something in there that doesn't belong in there. Sickness doesn't belong in your life. Depression doesn't belong in your life. Weakness doesn't belong in your life. Those thoughts running around your head all the time don't belong in your life. They're not there, praise God, hallelujah. God wants you to come into a place with one heart and one mind with Him. Not with your local church. Not with the people you hang out with and sing and praise and all that stuff. And I think this and I think that. Let's get in unity. No. Get in unity with this one. That's the only unity that's going to set you free because most people have been mistaught either by themselves or by somebody else. So you get hooked with a group of people that don't believe the right. I mean, there's churches out there all over the world that don't believe in tongues. Why? Because somebody didn't believe in it. They spread the word and now they're in unity. One heart, one mind. Can't even pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Don't even believe in healing. Don't even believe in the power of the Spirit of God. But we're in unity. Hallelujah. Jesus told us to get in unity. Yeah, but now with stupidity. Come on now. 
Stupidity is not going to help you. And unity with lies is not going to help you. We want to be one heart and one mind, but we want to be God's heart and God's mind in this place. That's why we show the truth at you every time we get back here, praise God, to let you know that you can live like more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus every single day of your life, praise God. God wants you to have victory in your business. He wants to have victory in your money. He wants to have victory in your family. He wants to have victory in your finances. He wants to have victory in relationships. He wants you to have victory 100% of the time in every single thing in your life. And you're the one making the choice. Whether to go there or not, because you have all the tools that you need to know. Hallelujah. Go to Matthew chapter 5. That's my introduction. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 5, look at verse 13. Jesus said that you are the salt of the earth... But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is just about to put the savor back into the salt. (laughs) The church that I'm talking about is not a church that's going to be trampled underfoot by men anymore. They're not going to take it. They're not going to settle for it. This church is going to be respected by the world. This church is going to be feared by the world. This church is going to know that you are a peculiar people. You won't have to quote the scripture. They'll just look at you and they don't even know the scripture, but they know there's something different about you. The church is going to get all the money. It's going to have influence in every single area of your life. It is going to be raised up into a position where people are either going to come along with the church or they're going to get mad at this new church, because this church isn't going to stay status quo anymore. It's not going to be like the church of today. Raise your hand, say, thank you, Lord. Not going to be like the church of today. It's going to be different. God is moving from the inside out, praise God. When we were at the prayer meeting, hallelujah, and I knew what God wanted to do. I knew he wanted to put the word in these people. They were Catholic people. They hadn't gotten a whole lot of word, and I wanted to pump the word and pump the word and pump the word and pump the word. And that's what we did. We pumped it and pumped. How many know when you eat enough word, it makes you spiritually hungry for other things that are in your life? And at that time, I mean, these people were hungry. They wanted something. They wanted more. They wanted ever. And I said, God, let's turn it loose. So we turned it loose, and the power of God went on top of that seed that was placed in their heart and all at once started exploding out of the inside of people. People would sit there in the middle of the service with no reason to laugh whatsoever and would just break out into a laughter that they couldn't stop. They'd fall on the floor out of their chair. People were shaking. People were falling down. What was going on? What was placed in them was trying to manifest out of the inside of them. God's been trying to do this. This isn't something new. He's been trying to do this for years. But first of all, he's got to get the seed in you. Say he's got to get the seed in me. See, some of you have been sitting in this place for a long time, listening to the word, listening to the word, should be more, something else should be happening. I'm listening to the word, listening to the word, listening to the word, listening to the word. I'm telling you what, now's your time. Now's your time. I'll tell you what, I'd rather have seed in my garden and wait for the rain than have it rain and have no seed. Rain all at once. I ain't got no seed in there anyhow. A move of the Holy Ghost. I ain't getting nothing. Yeah, you ain't got nothing in there, praise God. You can't get corn unless you plant it. So there's a move of the Spirit right now. What is it? It's to take us into further knowledge and revelation of the things of God so that we move into a place, praise God, to where, and we always pray the prayer, I want all you have, Lord. Right. You know, most people pray that prayer don't. Right. <laughs> have your way, Lord, as long as it's my way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. 
We've all done it. I remember, I want everything you got, Lord. I couldn't have handled everything he had at that time. Do you understand? I didn't know nothing at that time. But praise God, we're growing into a place. So what happened? At a prayer meeting, the power of God starts breaking out. Things start happening. And how great thou art. You're the greatest. You're wonderful. You're magnificent. We're so glad to have you. And then the other denominations started coming one by one by one by one. And the place was growing up to almost over 100 people. And there were Catholics and there was Lutheran and there was Methodists. Why were there so many people? Because I'll tell you what, there's going to come a day when religion will not be able to bound God's people because of a hunger for the Spirit of God. Come on, they're going to get to a place where that denomination ain't enough anymore. There's more out there. And when they find out what it is, they're going to move beyond the place that they've been stuck in that little circle going round and round and round and round and round. But then we had a problem at the prayer meeting. We started challenging the devil. We started resisting the devil. We started rebuking the devil. Devil started coming out of the inside of people. And all at once, the excitement of the revival lost all its air. All of a sudden, it was your... And how great thou art, how great thy better go out. <laughs> Time for you to go. This ain't God. And you know what I said? This is of the devil, praise God. Sound familiar? This is of the devil. We don't want this stuff anymore. But it's the spiritual hunger there and the word of God there that drew it out of the inside of you. And I'm telling you this morning, the spirit of God is ready. He's ready. But you're not going to have any part in this if you're satisfied. I'm so satisfied. I've been a Christian now for 30 years, and I've heard it all and done it all and know it all, and I'm so satisfied. It's not going to help you at all. There's got to be a hunger on the inside of you for the things of God and the power of God and the anointing of God. And you've got to get in the Word of God to find out who God is first. Um, you know, my, my grandma told me who he was, and my parents told me who he was, and even though they had very little revelation of who he was, I found out that this book right here, he is who he says he is. And he'll do what he says he can do. So as I spent time in the Word, praise God, it started showing me who he was, what did he wanted me to do, what was going on in my life, what was happening, what was going. And I'm telling you right now, there is a move in the near future, but it's coming from the inside of born-again believers who are hungry for the things of God that the Spirit of God is going to get involved in. And I know as of this morning in the last couple of months, the wind is blowing. Go to Matthew chapter 10. I'm keeping you in Matthew. You're welcome. Matthew chapter 10. Look at verse 24. Jesus says, The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant is above his Lord. It is enough for the disciples to be as his master, and the servant as his Lord. If they called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household. Now, have you ever really looked at this scripture? Do you see what it says here? It says that Jesus was basically out there. He was preaching. He was teaching. He was feeding the multitudes. And everyone was singing how wonderful Jesus is. We love Jesus so very much. But then Jesus made a mistake. He confronted the devil. He started casting out the devil. He started resisting the devil. He started setting people free to the devil. And all at once, they said he was the devil. So he went from doing real good. Now notice what it says here. It says basically, are you better than Jesus? How many of you in here are better than Jesus? 
None of you are you. But notice what it says. It's enough to be as the master and like the master. If they called the master Beelzebub, how much more shall they call you? Are you ready for a revival? <laughs> are you ready? Are you excited about what's coming down the road if you continue to press into God? Are you excited about being called the devil? Are you excited about being made fun? Are you excited about being persecuted? Are you excited about being slandered? Are you excited about being called a cult? Those things excite you? Don't they sound good to you? Praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't that, I can't wait to this. I'm telling you what right now, if the devil gets mad because you put three crosses up alongside the road, if he gets mad because you put in God we trust on your money, what's he going to do when the body of Christ starts casting the devil out every place they go with the power of God and the anointing of God and start resisting the devil? Hallelujah. What's the point? His will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All right, you're in Matthew. Look at Matthew 12. One of the great promises in the Bible, and nobody ever quotes it. Matthew chapter 12, look at verse 27. Jesus speaking, he says, I by the devil cast out devils. By whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Notice, if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, you're calling me a devil. By whom do your children Hallelujah. That means there's another generation coming. The children are coming who are going to cast out devils, heal the sick, deliver people, confront the devil, go after the devil, stop running from the devil. And with the power of God on the inside of them, they're going to deal with the devil on a daily basis. So what happens here? He said the children are going to, I don't want to wait for my children to do it. I want to say, great boys, you're going to live in a time when we're going to cast out devils and walk in victory. No, I want to walk in victory while I'm here. Yes. When I die, I won't have a victory problem, but I've got some time down here to prove the victory, to prove the cross, to prove the things of our Lord Jesus Christ in our life. It's already there for us. So praise God. What's going on? Well, the Lord showed me, let me just say, I had a thought, and I hate to say that. I had a thought. It's been meditating in my heart, which usually means it's the Lord. Okay, let me just go. But basically, I found the parallels between, how many know the kingdom of God's a government? I found the parallels between a natural government and actually a spiritual government. And the parallels between the two. In other words, when one goes up, this one goes up, when one goes down, this goes down. They run side by side, basically, in the thing. And if you go back and you remember, back in, back in 1970s, I think, at that time there was a shift in the entire natural government because it's that time they voted to take prayer out of schools. It was basically the Democratic Party who did that. They voted to take prayer out of school. They got prayer out of schools because they were in power at that time. They got rid of it. And later on after that, the Republicans took over, who are supposed to be at that time and still are supposed to be the morality party. Are you following me? I'm not saying they are. I'm telling you that's what they're... Are you with me? Take words out of my mouth this morning. Just let see what comes out. It's yours. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, everybody's mind's a different place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So notice what happens here. The Republicans get back in. They want prayer in schools. They're a party of power now. So they come out and they start talking about getting prayer back in schools. As soon as they did, they got hit with persecution. And as soon as they did, they got hit with slander. And as soon as they did, they started making up stories about them. So they just left it go. They said, okay, that's there. We'll just leave prayer out of schools. That's fine. That's what we're going to do because we don't want to be picked on. We don't want to be slandered. We don't want to be anything else. So that's fine and dandy. So then all at once, abortion got voted in. Once again, by a party, the Democratic Party, voted in. Now, now watch how the devil works. It was voted in because those poor women who got raped might get pregnant and they needed abortion to abort that baby because they were pregnated 
illegally. Do you see what I mean? Notice, anytime the devil gets a little foothold in you, that's not his plan. That's the start of his plan. He wants to go deeper now. Now we're at a place where they want to abort babies the day before they're born and sometimes afterwards. Why? Because the intention there was not the intention that was presented to people. So they voted it in. There was abortion there. There was abortion. And praise God, then the Republicans get back in. So what are the morality they want to do? They want to get rid of abortion because they know it's not the right thing. So they start coming against abortion. Doing, and as soon as they did, guess what happened? They started getting hit by the press. They started getting hit by the new... You use it against women. You just don't love women because you're not giving women a choice anymore. They beat them down. They slandered them. They did whatever. So the Republican Party once again went back in their little shell. And they sat in their little shell. And once again, now abortion is legal. Uh, prayer at school is legal. I mean, to take the church back, it was years ago where, where the doctrine of God is in control of everything. And you've got no responsibility at all came into the church. And I mean, it spread like wildfire. And it's still spreading like wildfire. You've got no responsibility. All you're doing is hanging on, praise God, until I die to go to heaven. I've got no authority. I've got no power. I've got nothing. It's all up to God. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. I'm just going to stand here and praise. And God's going to change everything. No, he's not. You've got the authority and the dunamis. The dunamis goes nowhere without the authority. And you're the only one with authority here. So it's not going to work in your life. He's not doing that kind of stuff. It's your job. He appointed you to do this stuff in your life. So at that time, God is in control of everything. Everybody got together. Pretty soon, any on-fire churches were no longer on fire anymore. It became a social community group where everybody loves everybody and spends time together with everybody and does this. And basically, at that time, the church was going in the wrong direction. Are you following me? Other things came up. I mean, the, the, the church that were... Fought in there that was in there that was not. Tongues got attacked. All these things got attacked in the spiritual realm, basically. And they were just left go. Because people, even that knew that were wrong, just left it go. You know why? I don't want to be, I don't want to be kicked out of my denomination. I don't want to be kicked out of my church. I don't want to be kicked out of here because that's where I belong. Well, there's been a shift back. Yes. Amen. Because the problem is now, the president we had before this one was George Bush. George Bush was all right. He did a fairly decent job, everything else. But they bashed him. They ridiculed him. They hit him. They did everything, slandered him. And the only thing he would do was duck, wait till it passed, and then he'd be good for a little bit. Then he'd hit him with something else, and he'd duck and do it again. But now, a few years ago, someone by the name of Trump. And I'll tell you what, you know why all hell's breaking loose right now? Because he ain't ducking. He ain't taking the crap that they're putting at him, praise God. He's hitting them right back in the mouth with a thing, praise God. And I'll tell you what, the devil don't like resistance. The devil don't like those things. And I'll tell you what, he, in my opinion, is the natural breakthrough for the body of Christ who's going to get off their duffs and make sure the devil knows who they are and what rights he doesn't have in their life. And we're going to walk up and start hitting the devil in the mouth every time he comes up rather than saying, oh, yeah, we're sick again. I'm sick. My whole family's sick. Yeah, yeah. We were driving home yesterday from the hospital, and Becky read Acts 10, 38, is it? Where it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing all, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And I looked at her, and I said, you know, how many did he heal? She said, all. I said, what, what was sickness? Well, they were sick. No. What was sickness? No, they were sick. What does it say? Demonic oppression. It was being, how many of you said, I wasn't at church last week because I was under demonic oppression? Come on, it's been watered down to a place. I got a cold. I had a sniffles. I had a headache. And all the time, the devil's just laughing. Say, if you allow the headache, just wait. That's the starting point for him. 
Your stomach aches a starting point for him. Your fear is a starting point for him. Your little worry is a starting point for him. He's got further places to go, but it's about time to take your fist and bash him in the mouth he comes with the word of God, saying, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written, praise God. Worry and fear have been exalted in the body of Christ. You just love everybody so much that you worry about them. Yeah, well, you may, but you're killing yourself while you're worrying about them at this point. See, it's time to take a stand for the church, just like it's being done. And, and let me tell you what, if you think they're going to get better, all i got to do is resist the devil, start speaking to him in Jesus' name, and everything's going to get better. Okay. Because if you want to be with the church that everybody loves me, you might as well find a church that's that way. Are you following me? If you're in this for a popularity contest then you're in the wrong church if you want to go with the church of the kingdom of God because it's not going to be popular in that church. You're not going to be one of the most of them with a few out there who don't. You're going to be the few out there. Are you listening to me? And I'll tell you what, just like in the natural, there's a swamp who pretend to be morality and Republicans who are out there until truth came. And they don't want truth. They like their own little cuddle there where they're right in between. And this people love them and that people love them. And everybody loves me and everybody's fine. And then they got mad also at the same time. There's going to be a portion of the church. Whenever we hear about persecution, we think it's the world. No, sometimes it's going to be the church. There's going to be persecution for what you're doing, how you're doing it, how you think, how you do things, whatever happens in your life. Why? Because your mind is one with God. Your thoughts is one with God. I mean, Jesus never pulled any punches. He told it like it was, praise God. And if you didn't like it, too bad, hallelujah. Couldn't even throw him off a cliff when they wanted to. He just passed right through him, praise God. <laughs> hallelujah. So persecution, I'm telling you right now, is coming if the church gets in the place where they're supposed to be. People say, well, I don't live through persecution. Just stay, un- just stay satisfied and natural. Somebody talks about the power of God, say, God's got all the power. And he says, speaking in tongues, that's of the devil. When he says, you have victory, no, I'm a loser, I'm a victim, but God's going to do something for me sooner or later. He just loves me so much, he's going to do something. See, you can stay in that group and there'll be no persecution for you whatsoever, praise God, hallelujah. But I'll tell you what, if you want to go further, if you want to advance, if you want to go into things of God, if you want to do what God wants us to do at this time, and I believe it's an example right now in the natural of what's going to happen in the spirit realm. There's going to be people. There, there, you might have to lose some friends over this. You're definitely going to lose family members. So mark that down, praise God. Why? But if, because if they called the master the devil, they're going to call you the devil, hallelujah, at the same time. If you get bold enough to do what God wants you to do. All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Second Corinthians chapter three. So be anama shikilabo. Second Corinthians chapter three. Look at verse sixteen. It says, "Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be. The veil shall be. What's going to happen is the veil is going to be." 
I'll notice, if you get hungry for God and you press into the things of God and you sit on the word of God and you're faithful to the word of God, there's a veil that's been blocking what you've been seeing for revelation for a long time is going to be removed. Why is that? Because the spirit of the Lord, next verse. Now, the spirit, the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed in the same image, glory to glory, even as by the Spirit. Spirit of the Lord. So the Spirit we've been praying for, and I've been praying for, and the Spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him would start hitting the body of Christ. That prayer is going to be fulfilled here shortly. And you're going to start understanding things you never understood before. You're going to start seeing things you never saw before in the spirit realm. You're going to start getting a revelation of these things, and there's going to be a boldness that rises up in you. No more timidity. You're going to speak the word of God when you get an opportunity to speak that thing because it's going to water the seed that's on the inside of you, and fruit is going to start coming out your mouth, lined up with the kingdom of God, and you're going to start resisting the devil at every single turn rather than allowing him in your life, praise God. It's going to make you mad when the devil hits your life. It's going to make you mad when he hits your family. It's going to make you mad. I tell you, this is bigger than your husband didn't bring you flowers. Come on. This is bigger than her meal wasn't ready when I came home. Get off that little stuff, would you please? And get on with the big picture of the glory of God and the power of God that's going to start manifesting out of the inside of born-again believers who are hungry for the things of God, who are hungry for a change in their life, who are hungry for the Spirit of the Lord. And I'll tell you what, the Spirit of the Lord has been ready. I just see him like he's in a cage and he's reaching through the bars to try to get to people and, and pretty soon that door is just going to open up and the Spirit of God's going to start breaking out of the inside of people and people are going to understand who they are, what they can do and the power of God and the things of God and they're not going to tolerate it anymore. If he hits, they're going to hit him twice. If he kicks, they're going to kick him right back, praise God. We're going to resist the devil like we're supposed to. I mean, do you know that Jesus had trouble with the devil coming all the time and running the devil? Do you think those devils went into retirement? You think they're under a 2,000-year plan, and now they're all collecting a, a salary someplace? No. Those same devils that were there are the same devils that were here. And people back there that weren't even born again knew that their daughter was demon-possessed. Yes. Oh, no, she's got a cold. Oh, no, she's just not doing very good. She's just had emotional scars. Oh, no, she... No, it's a devil! Yes, yes. My God, it's a demon, for goodness sakes. Even back then they knew, my daughter's possessed. Can you help me? Well, it's time for the church to get that revelation back of who our enemy is and what he's doing in our life and recognize that thing and use the power that's over him. All right, go to Revelations chapter 3. Right. It's been one of my favorite scriptures since the beginning. I'm sure it's one of yours too. Revelations chapter 3, are you there? Yeah. Look at verse 15. It says, I know thy works, that thou art cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will, I'm sorry, I will, I will, yeah, it says spew, if you got the thing, that's spit and vomit. Say spew, spit, vomit. All right. I understood when I got in the ministry and when I got born again that I didn't want to be a spitball. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to have a spit ministry. I didn't want to be over spit people. I didn't want to be vomited out of anybody's mouth. So I check myself every now and then. What did Paul say? Examine yourself. See if you're in the faith or pursuing the faith. Why? Because there's times you're going to start moving away from it. And the best person to examine yourself is Yourself, praise God. So notice what he says here. You are three things. You're either cold, you're hot, or you're lukewarm. 
Now, if you're cold, it's a good spot to be right now. Do you know why? Because you know it. When you're cold, you know it. You walk up to somebody and say, hey, you're cold, brother. They'll say, I know it. I ain't reading a word. I ain't coming to church. I'm as cold as you can get. So how many know they can make an adjustment? If you're hot, how many know you don't even have to ask sometimes? As a matter of fact, if you're cold, you'll avoid the hot. I don't want to get around them all the time. All they do is heal people and speak the word and cast out devils. I just don't want to get close to those people over there. My goodness sakes, praise God. So if you're hot, you know it, don't you? You know when you're hot. You don't have to have anybody tell you. Either you're hungry for the word of God, you're hungry for the things of God, you're hungry for the spirit of God, or you're not. Or you're just satisfied and complacent and whatever. But notice the one he's worried about is the lukewarm. Say the lukewarm. lukewarm. Now, why is that? Because the lukewarm, I go to church I love the Lord. He's such a good person to me. I went to church once this month. I prayed in the Holy Ghost for three minutes on the bathroom the other day. And praise God, I'm just growing in the things of the Lord. See, they're deceived. They think they're hot. They think they're pressing in. But they're lukewarm. They're backsliding at this point. Now, we don't care about them people. Who we care about this morning is you. I mean, you can find yourself in there right there. You've only got three choices. This isn't difficult. You're either hot or you're cold or you're lukewarm. Where's your hunger for God this morning? Where's your hunger for the things of God? Do you have any hunger outside yourself other than me and this is happening and that is happening? Do you care about your neighbor at all? Do you care about people who aren't saved at all? Do you care about people who are sick at all? Do you you spend time in the word of God? Are you hungry to get in the word of God? Do you put aside every day to hear the word of God? You think, oh my God, this is Sunday morning. It's time to go to church today. I couldn't wait till it came. My God, it was a long time from Wednesday until Sunday. Or do you say, well, whew, I got my weekly duty done now. Let's see. He always has us out of there by noon, so now I'm good till next week at 1030 again. I can just relax because I did my chore. And I'm telling you, I'm not putting you down for that. If that's where you want to be, that's where you want to be. But the decision comes to us. You're going to be hot because you're hot. You're going to be cold because you decided to be cold. Or you're going to be lukewarm because you're lukewarm. Hallelujah. So it's time to make a decision on this. Where do you want to go? We sang levels this morning. What level do you want to go to? Are you at the level where you like right now? You know, I've been in the church a long time. Everything's fine and dandy. I've seen so many people when I came to the church were so hot and on fire for God, and now they're not even going to church, not even married anymore, divorced and everything else out there. And I don't want that happening to people. That shouldn't happen to people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, one more. Go to Matthew chapter 3. We have not ministered in the spirit for quite some time, but this morning we are definitely going to do that. We are going to stir up the gift that is on the inside of you this morning. We're going to remove any ash that may be on you. We're going to remove things that may have been holding you back. We sang that song, Two Hold Me Back songs this morning for that purpose this morning. We tried to prepare you through praise and worship. All right, Matthew chapter 3. Look at verse 11. John the Baptist says, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with? Fire. The Holy Ghost and what? Fire. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and what? Fire. Now, coming from up north, I've learned over the years that if you light a fire, heat. You might want to write that down. Heat comes off that fire. Is that right? So the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, intending to the things of God and the Spirit of God and the Word of God and the Spirit of God on the inside of you, will basically keep a fire 
on the inside of you. So when you read Revelations 13 about being hot or cold, you can read it, and those that are hot. If not, you read it, and those that are cold. Or you could read it. However you want to read that scripture. But when I read that scripture and go to it, I want to read the hot part. I want to know that I'm part of the hot. I want to know I'm part of the on fire. I want to know that I'm part of the pressing in, praise God. And I want to hang around people who are hot. I'll help you. I'll throw a little fire on you if you're cold, but I want to hang around with people who are hot. See? I don't want my fire doused or fight about. Have you ever gotten a phone when you were on fire sometime and talked to somebody with the world's problems? And by the time you got off, you needed a match? Come on. What happened? They doused your fire the whole time, man. They were just negative, 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 this and that and this and that. And then by the time you got off there, my God, you needed deliverance. So you've you got to guard yourself. The Bible tells you to guard your heart with all... Dang, diligence. Hate that word, don't you? Just say, guard your heart every third Sunday. Guard your heart Wednesday nights. No, guard your heart with all diligence. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, praise God. Why is that? Because someone's trying to get in your heart. Someone's trying to get in your life. Someone's trying to attack you on a daily basis. This is a daily basis thing where the devil's trying to get into your family, to get to you, to take your fire out, to do whatever he's got to do. He may come into your family around you. He may come at people who are around you. He may come at your spouse. He may come at your kids. He may come at everything. But there's a time you're going to have to say, stop. That's it. That's enough. Get out. That's it. That's it. I ain't taking it anymore. Hallelujah. What you've been allowing in your life, you don't have to allow anymore. Hallelujah. We watch that one show every now and then. Do you ever see the show Mom? Anybody ever see it? Oh my gosh. It's funny, but I mean, every one of them starts out and say, Hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm an alcoholic. I'm so-and-so. I'm an alcoholic. When they go to those meetings, I guarantee you they're going to be alcoholics their whole darn life, praise God. Not only are they allowing it, they're welcoming it, and they're confessing it into their lives, praise God. They should say, hallelujah, I'm Tom, and I used to be. That's right. That's right. Amen. I want to go over there sometime and say, I'm Tom, and I used to be an alcoholic, and I was as good as the rest of you at alcohol, praise God. But somebody set me free, glory to God. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and broke that off my life. And my hunger's not to drink now, my hunger's to drink now. My hunger's for another drink, praise God. Give me another drink of the Holy Ghost, praise God. Give me a goose bump, give me a duck bunk, give me some kind of bump, praise God, on the inside of me. So I'm excited about the things of God right now. And as long as you keep pursuing that, alcohol will never affect your life again. Drugs will never affect your life again. Sexual sins will never affect your life again. All that stuff will never affect your life again. As long as you keep priorities straight and keep them where they belong, praise God, there's nothing but deliverance and peace and joy and happiness and the fire of God that's in your life, praise God, hallelujah. And you'll affect other people at the same time, praise Praise God. There'll be fire coming out of the inside of you, touching the hearts and lives of people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com. 